Welcome back to another episode of Gunners GM Podcast. Today, Gav and I are going to chat a bit about the United game, uh, going to short discussion about Leandro Trossard and our other new signing, Jakob Kivio. Uh, discuss a little bit about the Manchester City FA Cup game and uh, discuss a little bit about uh, our next game in the Premier League, which is Everton away. Um, so a bit to discuss, but uh, first and foremost, Gav, how you going, big fella? Yeah, good, man. Can you get stuck into this? Hey, how you going? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good. Yeah, plenty to talk about, plenty to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like United happened uh, quite a while ago now, didn't it? How many days ago was it now? It was on the 23rd from memory of January? Uh, yeah, it was, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a week ago now, essentially, yeah. Monday morning, yeah, yeah. pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um. Unfortunately, yeah, I was camping, um, kind of unforeseen, last minute kind of thing. Um, wasn't able to record earlier, but you know, it is what it is. So. Must be nice to have no responsibilities and just go camping all week, eh? <laughs> Must be very nice. It did work out quite well. Yeah, I was meant <laughs> to start an internship and then um, kind of fell through, and I was like, oh, well, fuck it, buddy. Rip on down to see the fam. and uh, um, Oh, buggy, yeah. you had to fish all week and swim. That must have been shit. I know, I was tearing my dick off. Hey, fuck, I got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, um, it was, yeah, good weather for it, you know, good tides. Buddy, uh, swimming around, yeah, fucking great time. Yeah, no bloody responsibilities. Yes. It was nice. Yep, bloody yes. <laughs> However, it did... Uh, lead to the unfortunate event of me missing the United game. Um, I did watch it after when I got mm-hmm. home, but it was um, fucking hell. What a game. What a game. Yeah, you definitely missed a good one, bro. Missed a fucking good one. From uh, what I've been reading, it's um, it's been the bloody game of the uh, season so far. It's probably been my favourite Premier League game so far. Yeah, it's definitely like, oh, the top three. Actually, now that I think about it, but yeah, it's fucking good. Yeah, okay, okay. Top three, what, what's what's above it? Off, like off the top of my head, Liverpool and then either of the derbies. Yeah, true, actually, yeah. Uh, like I that mean, just still- for sentimental value for those wins, but yeah, I don't know, in terms of like the quality <laughs> we produce the whole game, it's definitely top three. Yeah, no, it's... um. It is good to hear, and I did watch. I didn't watch the whole ninety minutes, but um, I watched pretty much like I mean, I may as well. I think I watched sixty or seventy, like seventy minutes worth of um, worth of game time, and um, mm-hmm. it was very impressive. Very impressive. The first half was fucking insane, dude. It was so so clinical, which is like really good to hear, actually, because um, I feel like you know. We do start quite well, and then we kind of dip off a little bit to the end of the first half. Um, mm-hmm. Generally speaking, that is, and then we pick it back up like fucking red hot in the second half. But um, to me, yeah, no, it's great to hear that, like that actually. And um, yeah, it was it finished half time uh, was was one all, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because Rashford had scored a fucking beautiful goal. Fair play to him, quite early. And that was pretty new territory for us this season, conceding first. It hasn't happened heaps. Um, and the way we bounced back and Eddie scored, what was it, like a handful of minutes later um, with another tidy finish too. Um, yeah, it was good to see. Yeah, really good to see. Um, but before we 
rip into it. Yeah, let's just discuss with the first thing. I guess um, the lineup was unchanged as usual. Um, however, we did have Leandro Trossard start like on the bench, which was nice to see. Um, obviously, Manchester United had Casemiro out now. I feel like you're on the same page, but kind of hated that because that's United's excuse for um, why they lost and, you know, this and that. Yeah, and that was always going to be the case. They're always looking for, not to generalise them as a whole fan base, but, but for the most part they are, or they've always got fairly good excuses for why they haven't won something and it's always just some bullshit like that. Um, so it would have been nice to beat them with Casemiro, but, you know, not going to say no to three points. No, fuck no. No way. Yeah. Three points at home. Um, yeah, you probably take that. I was just thinking they're as bad like they're nearly as bad as but Jurgen Klopp. I love like I love Jurgen Klopp, but fuck he's got some good excuses. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, he's full of them too. Um quite impressive actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's consistent. Um, hey. He's consistent. He's very consistent. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was it wasn't that. Like, it was a fucking cracker of a game, three mm-hmm. two. Um, so I guess the first, yeah, first big thing was um, obviously Rashford's goal. Um, yeah. Do we have any? I can't remember now. Do we have any big opportunities before that? Or uh, there was a couple like good getting into good areas. Like we were definitely on top from the jump. Um, and I remember when that when Rashford had scored, I was sort of like. Fuck that hurt a little bit because um, we were playing really, really well, um, and they just sort of countered and scored. Um, but yeah, no, we, we were certainly on top prior to that, and we didn't drop off at all when Rashford had scored. Um, and yeah, we just kicked on and then scored. You know, four or five minutes later, whatever it was, was it five minutes or something like that? Yeah, I think it's 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 down as twenty four, and um, like that Eddie and Kitty got the equaliser, and then uh, yeah. Rashford. Scored at 17, I think. So just up, yeah, anyway. gotcha. Um, um, yeah, no, we were certainly on top though. Um, especially, especially in the middle of the park, we were just so far clear there. Yeah, and that's um, that's really good to see. Really good to hear as well. Um, obviously, they didn't have Casemiro, so they were playing that fucking farmer from Scotland. Um, yeah, he actually played a lot better than I thought he would. He wasn't great, but he was definitely better than I thought he would be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess like. Casemiro coming in has really, you know, it's kind of pushed him to be better maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and rightly so because before I think he's fucking rubbish. Um, okay, maybe not rubbish, maybe that's harsh, but he's a fucking grub of a player, honestly. Might as well play like a rugby league, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, us... Um, Dominant in the middle of the park. I mean, I feel like we're dominant in the middle of the park most games. Like, yeah, and- it's hard not to sound biased with what I'm about to say, but I do think we've had performance-wise, arguably the best midfield in the Prem like this year, like across all three midfielders. And I feel like it's it's hard to say like, like, but you know, it's easy to say bias aside, but like. It's true though. Like our midfield has been so fucking dominant. Yeah. Most teams haven't had an answer to the like the Jaco situation um, and how he plays. But it's so fucking surprising to me that teams still 
don't pick up Granite Xhaka in an attacking sense. It's fucking wild because he's been so good all year bombing forward and producing quality with his balls in or shots, and he just gets no coverage. It's fucking so wild to me. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of like – I nearly disagree with you there, mate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think like with the way that the boys are playing – um. It seems to be more of a four-three-three now for sure, and yeah, yeah. Um, instead of Jacker being like, he is like a box-to-box, but he's like an attacking. Ah, oh, he's not even an attacking box-to-box. Like he's playing like a like an extra, like a fucking between like a number nine and number seven kind of thing, like a cam, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Erdegaard's like that cam that um, hovers around the top of the box. Jack is kind of like the fucking this guy's always like unmarked, just kind of like off to the center of the top of the box. Like he's, I, I just don't know how Perry does. It. I guess like other people are being man marked or you know whatever it may be at the same time, and it just gives him so much so much space. It's mm-hmm. just I don't know, and I guess it also comes in with with Zinchenko coming into the midfield as well. So then. It allows Jacker to go forward, but then obviously someone's still going to press Zinchenko, and it's just like I don't know. I feel like, yeah, to me, I mean, I know I've never seen it before in my lifetime. Um, yeah, I mean, not that I can remember anyway. Going through like the kind of the meta formations, like you know, for a while there it was it was um, like a four two three one, like fucking years ago, but now like anyway. To cut that story store, uh, cut that story short. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's just killing it, absolutely killing it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's why teams have kind of struggled. Even like yeah. teams that set up like a bus, like Tottenham, they still struggle. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. It's a really, really different dynamic type of football that they're playing, and it's really, really good to watch. Yeah. I think a lot of that will stem from how well Party's playing too and how solid he's been at that like anchor point as well. It's giving everyone a lot more freedom to go do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's been an excellent like pivot CDM. Yeah. Fucking incredibly good. Um, by the way, I did see that he picked up a bit of a knock in the FA Cup. Yeah, apparently he's fit for Everton though. Okay. okay yeah, that's good. That's good. Um yeah, because obviously he's a crucial part of our, um, yeah, like our form, obviously. So mm-hmm. definitely need to keep him. Definitely need to keep him. But uh, anyway, moving on. Shortly after, I guess was um, yeah, Eddie and Kedia's beautiful goal, beautiful forward goal, like classic number nine goal. His header, his first goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking incredible. Um, now, before we get into this as well, I just want to say, like, fucking, I was, like, <clears throat> I know we discussed it a little bit about, um, yeah, I know I said that any Nketiah couldn't do it, like, during the the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think he's proved me and a lot of Arsenal fans wrong and maybe a lot of football fans wrong as well. Um, I think this game has really proved it, if it hasn't proved, been proven already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, oh, fuck, man. He's. Been, I've been like thinking about this and saying on the potty for so long now. <laughs> um. Always forgotten about it. But yeah. Anyway, 
Um, ducking behind uh, Eddie, uh, Aaron Wambasaka, creating some um, space for himself and, yeah, tucked it away. Tucked it away. It was a beautiful goal, wasn't it? Yeah, I've watched that goal back a few times and it was literally like a one-second lapse in concentration from Wambasaka. Like he's... He was in the right position, body shape was fine. He switched off for one second and then Eddie's just come in behind him, jumped over him and bang. Um, it was literally like a yeah, half a second lapse in concentration and that's all it took. Because they were defending, excuse me, um, defending reasonably well up until then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was nil all, I guess. and um, yeah, yeah, they did pretty well, didn't they? But uh, yeah, that's all it takes is um, a bit of brain fart and yeah, mm. Eddie took his chance. And he's been scoring goals like that for, since, like, academy football as well, like under-21s England as well. Um, he's just, yeah, it's a very typical goal of his. And I think, like, like with good. the service we're giving him as well, like with the quality we've got out wide, it's going to happen a lot more as well. Yeah, fucking oath. It's a beautiful cross from Jacker. Mm. Again, like, you know, outside of this season or, like, the Arteta kind of, Game, what is he doing in that position, you know, crossing the ball from there? <laughs> did a um, li- little bit off topic. Did you see um, Zinchenko's heat map from that game? Yeah, dude. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my. Oh, my. Holy heck. He's fucking been so good. Yeah, dude. Dude. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people being thrown around like our probably best signing this season. Um, you know what? I think it's. Probably banging the money as well. At this stage, yeah, it's definitely hard to debate that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It um it is indeed. Yeah, no, he's he's been incredibly good. Incredibly consistent, incredibly good. Um a few like mistakes here and there, but um no big costly ones like really. Yep. Um yeah, his heat man, his fucking work rate. Him celebrating is one of my favourite things now. Like, and he's like that. I know what you mean. His goal celebrations are off their head, but he'll have like little just bursts of celebrations like that. Just if he wins a tackle, that sort of thing. Like all those little one percenters. Like that's what makes him so fucking good. Yeah. And then when a goal does come around, like that winner at the end there, he was just lost his fucking mind. Hey, it was so good. Oh mate, it's fucking like chills, like literal chills. Yep. So good and. um and that mentality is what carries you to the fucking end of the um end of the season. That's what carries you to get the buddy trophies, you know? Yep. Um Yeah, like it's it is crazy to think back like even to um you know, throw back four four years ago, whatever, like, and we concede and like Mustafi would fucking get up the lane even though Mustafi was in the wrong, everyone was in a real toxic environment. Yeah. We concede now. It's fucking vastly different, like where, like, all the boys are like, it's all good, fucking get up there, get up there, like, you know, heads up kind of thing. And, like, that atmosphere, that, you know, team morale is what gets you to the end, like. And the the uh, crowd support has been instrumental in that too, man. It's, it's better than I've ever seen it at the Emirates. Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah, it's, I think it's, in, in terms of me intently watching it since, like, I don't know, probably last... Well, I don't know. Yeah, 10 years now, maybe. 10 years, 12 years, maybe. I'm not too sure. It's probably been the best, at least, that I can recall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in terms of the fan support, 
home and away. Um, yeah, fucking amazing. It's, it's yeah. good shit. It's good shit, Gav. Yeah, dude. Did you see that quote that's doing the rounds from Ars Blog podcast? It was um, Arsene Wenger built the Emirates, but Mikel Arteta's turned the lights on. Did you see yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Um, by the way, quick shout out to uh, Ars Blog and their, their potty. Um, I know you got me on that a while ago and they, they're fucking they're top stuff. Do you listen to the one they did with Ann Wright the other day? Did I ever? Yeah, yeah that was good. good, mate. Yeah. That was good. Um, obviously, you know, Ian Wright, if you happen to be listening, would be uh, <laughs> more than happy to have you on. <laughs> Macro will pay good money. <laughs> Six-pack of beer and uh, pub feed. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, fucking that, that was really good, actually, to listen to um, Ian Wright. Yeah, really good, actually. Yeah, And he spoke on that podcast, just going back to Eddie as well, um, spoke on that podcast like nine months ago or something, and he was very much of like – saying, like, Eddie needs to take his chance. He's going to get one. He needs to take it. And, yeah, right, he's just been all over it, just saying, like, how fucking proud of Eddie he is. And, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, he was He was mentioning um, it would have been nice to see. Like, and he 100% deserved a goal against Tottenham, but it would have been nice for his confidence if he <laughs> scored against Tottenham. Yep. Um, but, I mean, like... He fucking worked his ass off anyway, so he, like, he fucking killed it against Tottenham. And, um, yeah, didn't get the goal, but him getting two goals against United, which we'll obviously go into more detail about, was um, – mm-hmm. you were saying it was nearly just as good. Well, that was his best game in an Arsenal shirt against United, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, And I thought but, that game he had against Spurs the other day was the best game he'd ever had, then he just topped it the next week. What was that, sorry, mate? I thought his game against Spurs the other week was the best one he'd ever had for, for Arsenal, and then he topped it like a week later against United. Yeah, yeah, two two goals against United. Yeah, you know, I'd, if he got a hat trick, would have been fucking amazing. He would have went yeah. off. Well, he definitely been... had enough chances. Oh, I know there was yeah, which again we'll get into soon. Uh, yeah. There was that one at like the eighty third, eighty fourth minute, whatever it was. Well, was that the one with De Gea just pull out that? Bullshit save. Yeah. I was like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, getting back into the game. So, uh, yeah, Eddie's equaliser at uh, the 24th minute. <laughs> um, from there on, yeah, I mean, like, you can probably shed a little bit more light um, on the rest of that half. Like, from memory, I wasn't – like, there was a few opportunities – yeah, there was. Um, and off the top of my head, I can't remember all of them, um, but just the general vibe I had from it because I've lost, lost all my match notes from that game, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we were definitely the more dominant team for that whole first half, for sure. Um, they did look quite dangerous on the counter on occasion, um, but that's what they were set up to do, like a lot of teams are going to be set up to do when they come to us this year, when they come to the Emirates. They're going to be set uh, back deep and look to counter. And they did it reasonably well. Um, but, yeah, we were certainly on top for the remainder of the first half. Um, I remember in my match notes, I thought we could have had three or four by the half. But, yeah, obviously it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, no, it um, is what it is. And as we do, we usually bide our time and, um, yeah, end up paying off. But, 
Um, something I did want to ask, because from what I read, and I didn't really notice him having a bad game, um, but from what I read, Ben White didn't have a great game. I know you kind of can shed a little bit more light on that. Yeah, I disagree on that. Um He's set such a high standard this year that anything under a 7 out of 10 is considered bad. Um, I thought he was fine. Not de- Definitely not at his best. Um, he probably just looked a little bit jaded, if anything, a bit tired. Um, but, yeah, then Tommy Asu came on for him at half time, was it? Uh, yeah, Tommy Asu. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, I-, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was bad. I thought it was definitely a bit of an overreaction from a lot of people. But, yeah, I thought okay. he, like, he was sound. It was definitely like a 6 out of 10 performance in that half but he did look quite tired i'd say that's yeah, probably okay. like my only negative point on him he looked a bit buggered but um look you i think you bring up like an excellent point in that he has been playing like so fucking well that anything mm-hmm. below that now seems average and seems poor you know inverted commas that is so maybe like i don't know have we set the bar too high for Ben White now? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but, I mean, like, he's still his kid. Like, to think that – I don't even think of him as a centre-back anymore. Like, nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's um, – yeah, he's just been playing so well at right back. But, yeah, uh, he just yeah, gets anyway. stuck in and does whatever he's asked to do, man. It's probably my favourite quality about him. Like, he's never complaining or anything. He'll just rip in and get a job done to the best ability that he can. Um, yeah, he's definitely one of my favourite players, man. He's so, so good. And he does, like, he rips in and gets the job done. Like, not just like an average job, you know, he fucking, like, he defends well. He He's overlapping now so much better than what he used to do, you know. Um, mm. Not to say that. He was bad at doing that, but like, you know, going from centre back to right back is a bit of a different position. And um, no, he's killing it. Like, he just says, yeah, like, fucking, like, just rip, yeah, rips in. And um, I still can't wait to see him play at CDM if he ever gets the chance. It'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? It would be. I think it'd be really good. I think it'd be really fucking good. Um, I know we're kind of light on centre-backs. Uh, well, yeah, between Gabrielle holding uh, Ben White, Saliba, and now this new signing, Jakob Kivior. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but um, between right back play, like, uh, Ben White playing right back, um, you know, now it's, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, yeah, I, I think it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd really enjoy seeing him playing at CDM just to see how it goes. But yeah, um, party's got that position well and truly established. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, um, moving on. 53rd minute. Saka, fucking absolute banger. Don't know what De Gea was doing. I think he kind of saw it late, but. Um, uh, he looked a little bit. You'd obviously know more about the goalkeeping side of it than most people would, but he did look a little bit blindsided. Like it was. Who uh, was closing Saka down? Ericsson it was. Um, he's kind of like in his line of sight, but yeah, he's looked like he definitely could have done better. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> excuse me. I think he was probably like half a second, maybe a full second late, and mm-hmm. that's why 
I think, honestly, I think that's why it probably went. I think if he saw that straight from the boot, he may have saved it. Like, he's mm-hmm. a fucking good keeper. I'm not going to take that away from him. But, um, like, his footwork was so late. And I think that's just what it was. Yeah, I think he saw it like a half a second. And that's all it takes. And, um, yeah, Saka took the opportunity. I mean, to be fair, fucking excellent finish. Excellent finish. But, and he um, nearly did the same thing not long after as well. Um, I don't know if you saw that highlight, but he had essentially the exact same shot. It took a very minor deflection on the way through and then hit the post and went out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that wasn't long after that goal. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, yeah, I think oh, – no, I don't know. It's, it hasn't come up here, but that's okay. Anyway, um, yeah, no, that's – like, fuck, he's good, man. He's so – I think he's starting to be appreciated for how good he actually is now. And he's – like, in that uh, way that he scored that goal too, he's definitely got it within his ability to do that more, have a hit from far out because um, he's definitely got the quality and the vision to do it. Um, but I think the thing that impresses me most with him is how – because it'd be easy to sit there and look at him and go, okay, he's going to cut in on his left, he's going to cut in on his left. Even when he does, he's got too much quality to really stop it more often than not. But he's also getting better at going onto his right foot, going byline and crossing it in as well. Um, he's definitely becoming way more versatile and it's fucking dope to see that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really like exciting to see. And going back to like, you know, him, Crossing with his right foot, I'm pretty sure that's how we can, like, how Tottenham conceded. Um, yeah, when Larice grabbed the ball off the cross and threw it in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful, awful say that was. But anyway, we'll take that. But yeah, no, that's how yeah. diverse and um, that's how he's growing as a player, really. And uh, he's, I can't believe he's still in 20. We, I know we discussed this before. Is he 21 or 22? 22, I think. Um, maybe he's 23. No, no he is 21. No, yeah. yeah. 5th okay. of September, 2001. Crazy, man. Absolutely yep. fucking bonkers. Like, and he, like, he is one of the best wingers in the world now. And you can't, like, at the, at the moment, you know. And it feels weird to actually say that, you know, about one of our own players. Like, we, I don't think we've really had, like, you know, that kind of stature for any player for a while now, hey? No, maybe that year's... Oh, but even still, I was going to say, maybe that year Sanchez had like 46 goals and assists in a calendar year or something, but even then, like, there was so much more talent ahead of him. That was oh, like yeah, 2015, definitely. 2016, I think. I can't remember. Something like... Yeah, I think Sanchez would probably be the first one I'd think back to. Yeah. In terms of like a world-class... Uh, like winger or forward, yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, like back then, like Sanchez was like an established winger. You know, he was twenty eight years old or something. Um, yeah. Like if you were to do the Premier League team of the season today, like at Saka's at right wing, there's no debating that. Oh, easy, easy. And um, yeah, people might throw up the stats and like say, so, yeah, this player has you know more goals or more assists or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. that does not mean fucking... I would, yeah, okay, it's a big factor in it, but, like, how Saka's been carrying this team for the last four years, 
I'll throw that <laughs> in the mix as well. And then to to see how he's elevated the season alone just throws him right in that in that spot. Like and he's not even close to his ceiling yet either. Like not exactly. Oh, that's the fucking horny thing about him. Hey, <laughs> well, about the whole the whole squad really bad. Like it's so many guys that are like the two oldest guys are Party and. Granite Xhaka, they're 30, and then for the most part, they're like 25 or under. Yeah, yeah, pretty no, much. No, no, one, no one's in their prime. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Xhaka's even 28. I think he turned 30 the other day. Oh, actually? I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I saw something along those lines. Do you want me to fact check that? Absolutely. Love being wrong. <laughs> no, you're right, he's 30. Yeah, <laughs> Party is twenty nine. He probably will turn thirty. I mean, it's all fucking same anyway, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um. Obviously now, Leandro Trossard, which we'll get into more soon. Yeah. Um. He's twenty eight years old as well. Like we, yeah. There's no like you know thirty five year old player work we're all, like relying on. You know. Yep. It's um. It is really good time to see this team grow and and um. Yeah, watch them fucking do do their thing. Yep. Yeah, I thought um, Saka was fucking unreal that game, man. He's, yeah, looked really, really sharp. Yeah? Yep. Nah, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. I mean, not not surprised, really. He's just fucking been excellent every game, really. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously, he'll need, he'll need a rest, and it's when we kind of need to rely on uh, Nelson or Marquinhos or... Now, like Trossard, maybe playing out right as well to yeah, carry possibly. On. Yeah, I was going to say a meal, but apparently he's got a little injury again, which is fucking unreal to hear. Dude, I fucking saw that. Couldn't uh, believe. It. I don't think it's anything serious, but yeah, like Brock. I'm like, how? how? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it at all. Oh god. I'd, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, it's good vibes today, fun. please. Great vibes. Hey. Good vibes today, please. Nothing, nothing <laughs> sad. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, shortly after, uh, United did equalise. Mm-hmm. Fuck your phone. Yeah, you would have saw that goal, obviously. Hey? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, like, when I watched that header live, I thought, fuck, that's pretty good. Like, it looked like he 100% meant to do it. And then the more I'd watched it on replay, it looked like he was sort of just pissing in the wind and hoping it came off or... Just trying to get the ball back in the mixer. It looked awkward. Um, but, yeah, like Ramsdale and Tomiyasu colliding, like it was a bit unfortunate the way it came about. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's definitely an element of luck to it. Um, it was definitely going against the grain, against the way the game was going when they did score. But, you know, it is what it is. And we copped it on the chin and kept going from there. So that's all you can ask, really. I think... Um... I think conceding that goal, yeah, and the Rashford one are great examples of how we're con- – like, I think our defence is like, still been fucking excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not good to concede two goals, but the way we're conceding is like either from luck or from fucking pure excellence. Yeah, like both of those goals that they had scored, you just kind of throw your hands up and be like, fuck, it is what it is. There's not a great deal you could have done about it. Um, like that rent, the second one, it was literally just unlucky. Um, Ramsdale, you know, getting colliding with Tomiyasu, dropping the ball. 
Um, it you know makes its way. The ball makes its way to the midget, and he scores a header. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, one of them ones. But do you know what but, I mean? Yeah, even that like... Rashford goal, he just sort of yeah, that Rashford goal, he just throw your hands up and be like, it's just a fucking good goal. There's not a lot you can do. And I think again, like to go back to because I think our defense has still been fucking excellent. Yeah, like not conceding would have been nicer, but. To concede to those types of goals is like, yeah, okay, whatever. It is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like we're – like they're not big fucking errors or they're not like teams cutting us up like it's fucking piece of cake, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the Rashford goal was sick. I will like 100% agree with that. And the like this goal was was luck, like 100%. And, you know, a bit of an error from Ramsdale. Fair enough. It happens. But it wasn't like – and like, yeah – how it's going, I think, yeah, I think you yeah, hit the nail on the head with how it's going in. Like, But to see that we're only conceding to these types of goals is like another positive, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, again, it would have been nice to see a clean sheet or like a 1-0, but, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, yours are now, yours and my prediction from the last podcast were fairly wildly inaccurate. <laughs> You said three nil, I said four nil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we um to be fair, like Rashford's been in hot form. Mm. And um again, can't take that away from me. Like I, can, I still can't believe that we're nearly gonna let him go like six months ago, whenever it was. I think yeah, crazy. We were linked and I was like, fuck yeah, we'll take him. You know uh, what at the time we're like, yeah, like we don't want like we don't want him, get rid of him. I yeah, like, I don't know how f- strong of a link it was, but I think it was flirting with the idea, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was more, yeah, flirting with the idea instead of actually being linked with them. Yeah, and like you, like hypothetically, if you, we were to bid for him, like, yeah, add the English tax, Premier League experience, his age, the club he's coming from, the club, that club's competing within us, you're looking at £150 million, easy. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, it's a lot of money. I mean, even like talking about, like we are just talking about it off potty before, 100 mils, I guess not that much anymore, is it? Yeah. For one player it is, but. It's kind of like the marker for like a quality player now. It's like if you want someone good, it's 100 mil. Yeah. Which um, I guess like it also really uh, reflects on how good Arsenal's young, like young kids because they are kids, like, oh, like Saka and Eddie and mm-hmm. Eddie, you know, both academy players, um, you know, f- for free technically. Um, yep. Yeah, like we bought Saliba for a bag of chips like four years ago, whatever it was, um, you know, developed him through loan and, yeah, like obviously Emmy's another example. But, um, yeah, it just goes like they've, like Eddie and Saka were, like, were free. Yeah. And, it's just fucking mental. Uh, it's so impressive from Arsenal, actually, to develop them and how they've developed them. Yeah, we've definitely got um, one of the best academies in the country, I think, anyway, for sure, in terms of actually integrating them into the team, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hands down, one of the best, for sure, for sure. Um, one of the best things Unai Emery did for the club, actually, was to bring on Saka. Yeah, at oh. left back. Mate, I still remember that game. 
and text you and being like, we're, we're fucked here. Who is yeah. this kid? Give me, Nacho, give, give me Nacho Monreal back. Who's this guy? <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. Ever, <laughs> ever now. Um, was it Europa yeah. League? Hey? Was it Europa League that he came on? Oh, no, I thought it was game? like West Ham or someone like that. And yeah, we were playing okay. fucking pretty good bang average. Yeah. Um, defense was obviously super shaky. Yeah. Maybe may in Europa League. I don't know. I, didn't, I thought it was the Premier League, but... Um, yeah, I can't quite remember. I'd have to look that up. Um, I can fact check that. Saka's first game for Arsenal. I'm interested now, actually. Yeah. Um, 2019, he debuted as a as a sub. That doesn't sound right. I thought he started. 17 years old. Um, still hasn't given me anything. Yeah. Anyway, okay. that's irrelevant. <laughs> History now. Um, anyway, moving on with the game. Uh, so it's two all. Um, Yandro Trossard makes his debut from the bench. Yep. Um, 82nd minute, played a little cheeky 10, 15 minute cameo. How fucking good. He looked fucking good, like, as soon as he came on, hey. He's very, very sharp. Obviously, like, Premier League proven he's been doing really well at Brighton for some time now. Um, he's always been a guy in the first, like, few months of every Premier League season. I'll have him in my fantasy team before I give up on fantasy for the year. Um, but, you know, he's definitely a <laughs> quality, quality player. Yeah, definitely Premier League proven. And to get him for, as we were just saying, you know, $100 million isn't, out of the ordinary for a transfer these days. So to, to get him for under 30 is pretty pretty crazy. I think it's excellent from uh, Mikel and Edu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just good, uh, good transfer footy, that is. We're definitely funding Brighton a lot. <laughs> like 50 mil for Ben White, around, just rounded up to 30 for Trossard, and then we can speak about him later, but potentially 60 million plus for Casado if and if it does happen. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely given a few coins over the years. Mate, even like not only us, obviously um, Chelsea paid 50 mil for Kukurea. Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> Just quietly, off topic, absolutely. But he's the worst fullback in England, and I will Bro. die. I will die on that hill. He is so so fucking bad. <laughs> but I thought he was pretty good for for Brighton, and he was played okay in Spain too. But I don't know if it's the system or whatever. But I watched him play Liverpool the other day, and I was tearing my fucking hair out. I'm like, how are you a professional footballer? Yeah, how did someone pay fifty mil for you? Yeah. Yeah, questionable, but because uh, I remember obviously. City City wanted him as well. Yeah, that's right. Chelsea I think he would have been in and got him. Uh, I think I think his ceiling would have been way higher if he went to see uh, to City. Yeah, yeah. But then I guess like he wouldn't have got like much game time. But oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, his shit. Um, then, <laughs> let's move on. No, just like quite. I think. Oh, like this. Um, Matoma for Brighton as well. He's getting a lot of yes. talk. I think they bought him for like a fucking bag of chips, four mil or something, and there's killing it. I think it. it was, yeah, four, four and a half, something around there, yeah. Something like that. Um, man, they're they're killing it in the transfer market. Yep. Absolutely killing it. Um, 
But yeah, it was a like it was an interesting situation with Leandro. Like, obviously, we were discussing it um, on the on the potty with Lige, and <laughs> shortly, you know, as we we're just saying, shortly after we released the potty, it was like an hour. They signed him, I think. Hour later, it was they signed pretty him. much an hour on the mark after we'd finished recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that announced that we'd signed him. Mate, I think we're just going to need to jump on every time something happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, otherwise, we're looking like fools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Hopefully, an hour after we finish recording this one, Casado is an Arsenal player. Oh, imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> slightly, less, slightly less likely that one, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that one actually, later. Sorry, what was that? So, I was going to say, we'll just get into that one a bit later. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck, we get a little bit off topic. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Leandro Trossard made a bit of a cameo. Obviously, he didn't get the assist for the last goal, but he was there for it, setting up Zinni. Yeah, who was offside. I don't know how they didn't call it, but we'll take it. <laughs> uh, between, oh, man, the three, three goals that happened in the last three weeks are questionable. Yeah. Or three, yeah, sorry, three offside calls are questionable. Obviously, Zinchenko's. Um, I was more concerned about Eddie's. And then was it last week or the week before? It must have been two weeks now. Um, Rashford's. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Which is still circulating um, social media. Because it was fucking blasphemous. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Zinchenko was offside. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they didn't pick up on it. They looked at it for five seconds and moved on to Eddie. I was like, fuck, all right. Mm-hmm, we'll take that. Yeah. We, um, you know, I guess, as you've said before, like, you got to take it as it comes because... That's 100% like it's going to go against us in the future. So, Well, yeah, even like you look back previously, like in recent few years, we've had a shock and run with VAR calls and refing decisions, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to be on the right side of one for once. It is. It is indeed. Um, yeah, so it takes us to Eddie's goal, uh, goal match. Holy fuck. Match winning goal, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, holy fuck. That's again another like another striker's goal, like in the right place, right time. Mm-hmm. And um Yeah, it fucking got the win. How good. It was good, man. It was I don't know, like I've looked back on it a couple of times now and like watching it live, uh, I was like, Well Zinchenko was offside and then I thought for sure Eddie would have been offside. So like when this goal went in, we'd scored, everyone's celebrating, I was fairly muted. Um, when I was watching it at home, I'm like, I don't think it's a goal. And then, obviously, they are fucked around for a few minutes, and then it was a goal. Then it was celebrating. Um, but yeah, it's kind of took away from the moment a little bit. But yeah, what a, a and just just quietly, what a fucking finish! Like it's very delicate touch, like just to flick it around his back. But yeah, it did like that little touch there just <laughs> makes it impossible for De Gea to do anything. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. I was just uh, playing with my mic there. But yeah. yeah. But he, um, yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still had, like, not much work to do, but, like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To get the flick on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, adds, adds to his tally. Uh, I don't know what it is. I should have got it up before this, but, yeah, he's um, he's fucking killing it. 
Yeah, well, yeah, he's now our top scorer too. Um, not by much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, right. I can't remember. I think he'd be leading by one or two now because there's there's a few of them on like seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he'd, he'd be our top goal scorer now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, obviously, it'd be Martinelli, um, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, yep. kind of carrying the goals separate, like um, or you know, pretty much equally be- between them. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I love to see, by the way. I love to see that. More than like one person, you know, banging in all the goals. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really make a difference, does it? But yeah. um, I guess it, it just goes to show that no one's really uh, carrying us. It's like a team effort. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to see. It's really good to see. Yeah, you'd much rather see that than, you know, I mean, City are in a bit of a reshaping phase, but having someone score a bullshit amount of goals and not playing as well as we are as a team, you'd much rather be in our shoes for sure. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, just a little bit off topic. I think he's going to fucking bang you 38 goals, 39 goals. Fuck, dude. If he doesn't get injured, I don't I don't want to think about it. <laughs> could be 40. It could be 40. I'm not joking. Imagine that, dude. Imagine that. And he's had a couple of poor games as well. Like, he was fucking a bit of a ghost against United and stuff like that. Like, next time he comes up against, I don't know, their schedule, but like a Fulham or someone like that, like, he's going to have a fucking field day. Well, I'm pretty sure he banged in three goals against Wolves. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he did after get the, a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, he did get a hat trick, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I'm going to say he's going to get 39 goals. Full sh- just, just, uh, just a full short of 40. Well, halfway now. So, he's, how many goals is he on now? Like 24, I think. <laughs> he's, got, he's got 19 games left. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's get, if he stays healthy, he'll get 40. Easy. Take this for a scenario. He does score over 40, but we end up winning anyway. I couldn't give a fuck. He could score 70 <laughs> if we win the league. I, don't, <laughs> I could not care. I know, but like, imagine that. Imagine yeah. for your team. Scoring 40 fucking goals yourself yeah. and not winning the league. Yeah. I'd love to see it. No, no, not trying to disrespect him, by the way. I love um, him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. But as long as, yeah, he can score as many goals as he wants as long as we stay ahead of him. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, that kind of wraps it up for the United game. Um, your overall thoughts, though, mate, was just pretty dominant, hey? It was very. It was very. Um, the... Yeah, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, the only stat that matters is the scoreline, and in that sense, it was obviously close. Um, but in terms of, like, all the other little intangibles and everything that happened in the game, we were clear in every aspect. Um, the possession was fairly similar, but we had it in dangerous areas. We were pressing, we were pressing. When they had the ball for extended periods of time, they were just farting around with it, not doing much. Um, and yeah, we definitely dominated. I think we had like close to 30 shots compared to their maybe like six or seven. Like it was, we weren't very, we weren't very efficient, but we definitely created way more chances. We were actively pressing and trying to win the game. And obviously at the end of the day that works. Um, and it did. So yeah, it was, it was dominant despite the scoreline. Yeah. Um, 25 shots to their six. Yeah. Five of them were on target. And yep. they had four on target, but yeah, um, seven hundred and eight. I know these are like stats that, like you know, 
I'm not much of a stats man because, yeah, as you just said, at the end of the day, it only matters like what the scoreline is. But they're good to look over and like, yeah, seven or eight touches to their 603, 520 passes to their 396. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's obviously evident that they were like the boys were dominant. Obviously, um, yeah, yeah. If you like you yourself watching um, mm-hmm. and everyone else, like it was fairly evident. Yeah, I'm so often I fucking miss that game. But anyway, yeah, I thought I was going to be able to watch one. it, but it yeah. was shit reception where I was at. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the stat. It was got shown a couple of times after the first half, but it was touches in opponent's box in the first half. And I think they had had like four and we were in like 40 or 50 sort of territory. Like it was so fucking, so far clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's good. And uh, like generally speaking, we're like that most games as well. Hey, yeah, maybe like 15 to 20 touches in their, in their box and they have about three. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, fucking dominant, absolutely dominant. Yeah, unfortunately, a yeah, three-two doesn't really speak for the for the actual game, but I mean, it is what it is. Sounds uh, like, yeah, yeah, it was cracking game anyway. So yeah, and it's it will play a role come the end of the season too because our, the goal difference is quite tight at the top of the table. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Um, yeah, we are. Oh, here we here we go. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, we're 29 and Manchester City 33. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah, if they don't score those two, uh, one lucky goal and one really, really good goal, that looks a lot tighter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly Um, right. And, yeah, no, if we take a few more of those chances that we created, like it's, yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to be tight come the end of the year, I think. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. Yeah. yeah, anyway, we'll take the win against United. Yeah. One sucked in them. Sucked into yeah. Jacko. Just a quick shout out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we move on, I guess. So, yeah. Just um, one little note I had from that game, which I fucking love, just going back to Zinchenko, was um, can you pronounce a new signings name for me? I've still got to practice for another week before I'm confident um, <laughs> enough to say it in public. Yeah. Jakob Kivior. Kiv- Perfect. Kivior. I'm pretty sure it's Kivior. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in the VIP. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. Um, <laughs> he was in the VIP area watching the game and apparently Zinchenko had gone to him and said, you're with us now, you need to come celebrate with us and walked him into the change room so he could celebrate with the boys. Paraphrasing there, obviously, but it was quite something along those lines. Again, um, yeah, just goes to show man. his um, enthusiasm and his mentality, hey? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had someone that quickly come into the club and like just immediately, you know, they're an actual fucking gunner, if you know what I mean. Like they're genuinely like a fucking proper, proper Arsenal player and it's taken no time at all. Yeah. Yeah, literally no time at all. Um, it's, it is it is really good. And you need those players. You need those players. Like do you reckon like City are uh, like Pep or, you know, any City fans are like, fuck, like, you know, we could have kept him. Like, oh, fuck Yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I've had this conversation with a few of the boys semi-recently because they're starting to notice how good he's been. Um, and at the end of the day, when he was, when him and Jesus as well at, were at City, they were a cog in the machine and they weren't standing out. They would have been doing the exact same thing, but just not standing out. Now they've come to a club that's been barren for a little while. And they're doing what they always do, but now they're just excelling and they're more in the spotlight. 
Um, but I don't know, man. City is so fucking deep. Their squad depth is unmatched. Um, it's it's so hard to say, but I don't think they'll miss those players too much. Maybe they do. Maybe that's why they're struggling a little bit this year, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one. It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. Because they are still like, obviously, you know, Harlan up top. They're not going to replace Jesus with Harlan, are they? No, I don't know. Um, although Jesus now is killing it fast, like he's well, was killing it before he got injured. Yeah. And same as Zinchenko. Um, yeah, maybe that's where their love for the club has come from as well, you know, like they're highly appreciated and they recognize that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say, but either way, I'm ha- like, I, I love hearing those stories come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially. KVO is like a fresh, fresh signing. Well, yeah, he wasn't even officially an Arsenal player when Zinchenko brought him into the change room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which, well, yeah, I just, I love that shit. I fucking love that shit. Live yep. for that shit, man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that just about wraps up the United game. It was, yeah, pretty. So from there, yeah. we are still only five points clear of Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, they now verse Tottenham away, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And then we go to Everton away, which uh, obviously everyone knows now Lampard's been sacked. I'm pretty sure Sean Dyke's coming in. Um, obviously, we won't have enough time to... <laughs> Is that true? Huh? Sean Dyke. Is that accurate? Is he Everton's I'm manager? Pr- yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like all but it. Oh, that's fucking um, hilarious. Well, I think from what I read, and I'm pretty sure it was um, – oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. My table just decided to – anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, from what I read, they – I think they approached Sean Dyke and Marcelo um, Bielsa. Yeah. I think I could be butchering that name. Um, no, that was right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Sean Dyke was – was first in best dress, maybe. I could be Good wrong with God. that. Um, or maybe Marcelo didn't get back to him. Like, or maybe it was asking for too much money. I'm not 100% sure, but now yep. I'm pretty sure Sean Dyke, which obviously everyone knows were pretty much, you know, not the reason why Burnley got relegated, but it's just a great story. <laughs> the most Brexit thing I've ever heard. It's either like bringing in Sean Dyche <laughs> or bringing in Big Sam Allardyce. Like it's one of the two to save a club. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't gone for Sam Allardyce. So usually he's the one. Yeah, or um, Roy Hodgins as well. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so now, that's, um, that's fucking funny. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope Everton get relegated regardless. Oh, mate. How that good would, would that be? Yeah, that would leave us the only club to never be relegated since coming into the top flight. Just, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. How is Everton like amongst that? Great question. <laughs> Million dollar question. But, um, yeah, so I think that'll be – I'm pretty sure that'll be um, – Kind of official within the next few days. I'm pretty sure Sean okay. Dyke has got the job, but that's fucking hilarious. Us anyway. Yeah, because they played just they played fucking rubbish football when they were up Burnley with him. Mm. So do we like play? And, I haven't looked that far in. Do we play away or at home when we versus them? Who Everton when we play them next? Are we away? Oh, or it's home? away. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's at 
Everton Park or whatever it's called. Uh, Goodison, is that right? Goodison. Yeah. <laughs> Close. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's embarrassing for me. So we'll have, a, <laughs> we'll have a game in hand on City, won't we? Yeah, as we do at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that game is against because now City. I saw the game. It is City. Yeah. Because I thought their game in hand compared to the rest of the league was with us as well, but they've jumped I'm ahead. Pretty sure it's – or it might even be this Everton game actually because it was the game that got postponed from the week that the Queen had passed away, I'm fairly confident. Oh, could be too, yeah. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, um, we're five points clear as it is. Hoping now Spurs actually get the job done, which is weird to say. <laughs> um, but, I mean, like, if, if they win, right, it has no impact on us, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, the top four, you know, yeah, the top four, obviously, that, that affects a bit, but I really don't care about that anymore. Um <laughs> Again, weird to say. <laughs> oh, it's fucking fami- not familiar territory, is it? No, no, not at all. But uh, anyway, if they win and we win, we go eight points clear with a game in hand against City. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah, getting with a tail- game in hand. Like, tails already wagging. Tails already wagging. Just thinking about it. Yeah, mate, big time. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm pretty confident, obviously, we'll beat Everton. They're fucking awful. Yep. But um, yeah, anyway, we'll um, shall we have a bit of a break there, mate? Uh, Yep. Yeah, we've got, then we can get into all the other stuff that's happened, all going to happen for the remainder of January. Yeah. Alrighty. So. Yeah, uh, thanks for listening to the first half of this episode, and um, we'll see we'll see you shortly. Welcome back to the second part of this episode. Um, so we're going to be touching base on the couple of transfers that's that's um, happening or happened now, and just a couple that are in the in the making or yeah, kind of whispers, I guess you you kind of call them, but. Um, mm-hmm. The first one we should probably talk about is, yeah, definitely Leandro Trossard. Um, 28 years old, came from Brighton, obviously, um, as everyone knows. 20, yeah, it's 28 years old, sorry. Um, Belgian, established winger. Um, yeah, I think he's been – I think he's, I think it's a really good signing. What do you reckon, Gav? For the price, man, it's – all you can ask for, it's so good. Um, and he's already, in what limited time he's had to play already, he's looked really, really sharp. Um, we can touch on it later, but, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of it because the coverage for cup games in Australia is dog shit. Um, but apparently he played quite well against City the other day. Um, but, yeah, man, it's exactly what we needed, good quality depth in a position where we can potentially pick up injuries and we need to rotate. Yeah, so... Having him now, I th- yeah, he he's definitely here to uh, to not be like a squad player, but to compete for the first team. And I think it's excellent. I think any competition fighting for for you know first team minutes is really good, really fucking good. Um, not only does it elevate that player, but it elevates the rest of the team, kind of competing as well. And um, it seems like that's exactly what he's going to do. And yeah, I know we had um, 
kind of concerns, talking with Lige and obviously yourself last week, about why he was getting left, like let go. Mm-hmm. But it seems that uh, Ed, obviously Edu and Arteta don't have a problem with him. And, um, yeah, I think he's going to fit right in. It's looking like it, man, especially the way we celebrated that winner against United too. He was right amongst it. He looked really at home straight away too, so that's super exciting. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of, like, obviously now we're out of the FA Cup, but I think he's going to get a lot, like a lot of Europa League minutes, and I think we're going to go pretty far in that, and I think he's going to be very important in playing mm. that role. Um, whether it's... Because uh, from from memory, he can play like left, right, up top as well. So he's very diverse, very yeah. diverse. Yeah, I think he's played a little bit as like a false nine upright, and I'm not 100% confident in saying that. But yeah, definitely versatile as a winger for sure. Yeah, which is great. Um, like we need that. We need that 100%. And yeah, like whether it, who knows like what's going to happen when we do play Europa and yeah, if he, obviously he's going to probably start in Europa. Um, mm-hmm. But then does that push Martinelli up top to, to give Ed, like Eddie a rest? Um, I think that's what we were saying last week. But, yeah, I think it's a great signing. Like 27 mil, that's with add-ons, hey? Yeah, there or thereabouts, yep. Yeah, 28 years old. Um, I, think it's, I think it's excellent signing. Considering we, yeah, we're going to spend 100 on Modric, um, yeah, now I, I think it's excellent. Um, again, work from Edu and, and Arteta. Mm-hmm. Um, another shout out to the boys on Arsblog. Um, I didn't really think of it, but like our sec- like the theme has been like w- w- with our signings, who like we have gotten have been our second choice. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought of that. But uh, I think it was, uh, I forget which one it was, but he was like, you know, Zinchenko wasn't our first choice. It was Martinez and mm-hmm. um, obviously Vlaovic was our first choice. Then we got Jesus. Mm-hmm. There was and another one we wanted before Ben White to, to escape. Yeah, who me, was that? Sorry. I can't quite remember. Yeah, okay. Um, at right, right, was it right back? Yeah, there was a... Oh, no, sorry. Another, center back, center sorry. back, sorry. Yeah, it's just, sorry. Again, brain's just fixed on him being a right back now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't quite remember who it was. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, and now, like, you know, this might work out better than Mudrick. Um, obviously, he's a lot older, but uh, for now, I think it's a very important signing. And you mentioned it last week, like, this might be, I'm not saying that it is, but it might be, the the kind of um, like the difference between us winning or losing the the title, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, the thing so I with think it, I, that comparison with Mudrick and Trossard as a signing, it's a punt to buy Mudrick. Um, it's a gamble in terms of the price mainly, and he's not Premier League proven, and he's young. Um, whereas Trossard, you know what you're paying for. You know what you're going to get, um, which is quality. Obviously, he's a bit older, sure, um, but you're going to get quality for two, three, four years. As long as we have him, you're going to get quality. Um, in saying that about Mudrick, I watched him versus Chelsea the other day, that 30, 35-minute cameo he had the other day. He looked fucking good. He looked ready. 
Um, but 100 mil is way too much money for him. I thought our 70 million offer was too much as well, but he did look very, very good. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, <laughs> kind of hurts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not what he wanted to, like, he did want to come to us. He was very open about that. But if we're, like, if you're a player and you can't go where you want, you will go to your backup option. Um, and you, like, you really can't blame him. Like Chelsea were willing to pay the money and to give him a long, long contract where he's going to make a lot of money for a long time and we weren't ready to do that. Even like the wage we were offering compared to the wage Chelsea offered, you can see why he said yes and why Shakhtar said yes as well. Yeah. Um, and from what I've been reading as well, I'm pretty sure Shakhtar are going to donate maybe like 20 to 30 um to their obviously conflict that's happening in Ukraine at the moment as well. Oh, that's cool. So it's not just like a a business uh, transaction, you know. It's for the good of their own country too. Yeah, yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because obviously what's going on is fucking mental. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like at the moment, like yeah, you, yeah, and they, they need money, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I was happy to read that actually, but. Yeah, you know, from a from a business point of view and an Arsenal perspective, yeah, way 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 too much money. And um, yeah, I think Leandro Trossard is going to be good for us now. Yeah, man. Short term, it's the right move for sure. Not even short term, but like over the next three four years, as I said, it's the right play for sure. I mean, twenty seven mil for for that is, I think that's really good considering how inflated the market is at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's excellent. Newcastle just paid forty million pounds for Anthony Gordon. <laughs> if that Dude, doesn't put it that. in perspective, holy fuck! <laughs> forty million. You're taking that and laughing. That's a fucking joke. Oh, absolutely. He's so so ordinary. Yeah, I think like if evidence, fucking like, uh, I don't know. They like. They just got fucking given a like an attaboy, you know? Like, yeah. here you go, fucking here's forty mil. Yeah, but um, I don't, I couldn't, I could not understand it for the life of me that signing. But anyway, yeah, they do some funny business. You'd recall a few years ago them spending about the same on Alex Awobi. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was daylight robbery. That oh my god, <laughs> again, good for us. Yeah, now obviously, um, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, just in terms of like how much we paid for Trossard, it's and the quality he's got and what he's going to provide for us, what we need, especially <coughs> especially this year, it's yeah, it's ticked all the boxes. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, and I am really keen to see him play in the Prem and now the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what he can do and do his thing. Well, especially with uh, Emil picking up another little setback uh, in his recovery, um, so it's another option for him to play some more minutes there too, back up to Martinelli, or even Martinelli can have a rest. God knows he probably needs it a little bit. Um, same with Saka too. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Big time. They're only kids still. Like mm. they, they need fucking, they need a rest. Yep. And um, again, like, he, like he's a 28-year-old. He, he's, he's past the point of making, I hope so. Um, I hope he doesn't prove me wrong. He's past the point of like of making um, stupid errors, you know. Like his mm-hmm. decision making comes with 
his age and you know it, it's it's going to be good it's going to be good. I have a good feeling and he's in a way better system now too under respectfully a better way better coach um, yeah, exactly. with better quality around him too he's only going to look way better exactly exactly I right can't remember off the top of my head i'm just going to pull it up now but we have got a relatively favorable run for a little while there's a couple of tough games in there but um just give me bear with for two seconds so we've got everton brentford man city villa leicester bournemouth fulham palace leeds he's going to get a lot of game time throughout all of those games and he's going to show his quality it's yeah, yeah. big time yeah sorry to cut you off there yeah no no you're um, fine yeah, couldn't agree more. And it is, a, yeah, it is a really good signing. Doesn't matter where we use him; it's going to be good for depth. It's going to be good for the other players. Yeah, it's going to be good for him as a player too. Like he's going to improve so so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I didn't get to watch the FA Cup game, but he did play ninety minutes. I'm pretty sure, um, or thereabouts. I think it was there or thereabouts, yeah. I think, yeah, I can get it up here. Um, <clears throat> so, came off, off. 66th hey. minute, came off. What was that, sorry? 66th minute, he came off. Six, okay, so he played like a lot of, yeah, he played over an hour just. Yep. Um, yeah, but no, it's good to see that. And um, yeah, now we are out of the FA Cup, that's okay. We can focus on Europa League and the Prem more importantly. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a big, big, big part of playing that. So yeah, and I'll, I've discussed that old cup competitions a fair bit, um, either on our socials on here or just in general to people. Um, I've been of the opinion for a little while I didn't really want to be in any cup competitions, um, just f- not like drop out, drop out immediately, but. The sooner we get out, kind of the better. Um, I know it's negative, but it's in terms of like the Premier League is our number one priority. Um, it's just it's going to come to a point of the season where it's all would have all come to a head and been playing a lot of games every week, um, and which would have made it way tougher. But yeah, like even we'll just might dive into this City game a little bit now. Mm. Um, it was a heavily rotated squad for sure. Um, I'll just count one, two, three, four, five. So it's at least seven changes from our start, normal starting 11. Um, yeah, across the park. So it was, I think we did relatively well to keep it at only 1 0, considering. Um, because oh, yeah. their squad depth's way better than ours. Yeah, it is, but um, I'm pretty sure they only made two changes. City? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a full fucking strength team, pretty much. Yeah, outside of their keeper, I think. Yeah, and Rico Lewis, I'm pretty sure. I think I believe he's been starting for them a fair bit. Okay, but yeah, I mean when you're starting like you know De Bruyne and fucking Harlan, Greenish, mm. Gundogan, Myers, like Rodri, so yeah, like come on, like how, how fucking good is that? Yeah, <laughs> and and to hold them to one nil. Um, I just thought it was quite impressive. I didn't watch a lot of the game because, as I said, the coverage in Australia is pretty shit for cup games. Um, mm. But, yeah, it seems like we held on fairly well, I think. Yeah, I think so, mate. Um, the stats are fairly even. Mm. They only had eight shots around target. We had five, two on target. Um, you know, they had a bit more possession. 
Again, I'm not a big stats guy, but like they do kind of tell the tale a little bit. Yeah, they do tell a story for sure. Yeah. I'm more, I'm just happy that like, you know, Martinelli got a rest, uh, Ben White got a rest, um, Erdegaard, Saliba, you know, those boys did get a rest, um, mm-hmm. Zinchenko as well. Yeah, and they needed to rest more than anything, really. Xhaka and, and Party fucking just doing their thing. I feel yeah. like they can run forever at the moment. Hey? <laughs> Apart from obviously Party getting a little bit of a knock, but yep. I mean, Xhaka especially, fuck me, Christ. Um, yeah, he can play. I feel like he's playing every game like, forever. You know, I'm pretty sure. He'd be up there. I'm pretty sure Gabriel's the only one that hasn't played, hasn't missed a game this year. I'm fairly confident. Yeah, right. Fuck, that's a good stint. Mm. Fucking great stint. Um, but yeah, also, like, really good to see Tierney get a run and Tommy Yasu, uh, young Vieira as well. I was going to say Vieira as well. Yeah, he definitely, definitely needs it. Big time. Big time. It is just a shame now that, though, like, you can't say because it it's their own doing. I mean, like, when you lose a city, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's fair enough. But, like, it would have been good for them to hang on for those guys to get more game time. But Yeah, 100%. Um, I guess now they just focus on the Europa League and kind of backing up the boys in the Prem. There's still going to be a lot of football for them to be played, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're only halfway through the Premier League and not even started the, like, the, knockout stage in um, in the Europa League. So, yeah, plenty of footy to be played. Like, you look at that starting 11 that played against City, that's pretty much going to be the next lineup that plays a Europa League game for us, I think. Yeah, you'd imagine. Um, Maybe the new signing in for holding, potentially. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I would nearly like to see uh, Martinelli up top as well and mm. um, give Eddie a rest, a well-needed rest now. And... Uh, I think Jesus is recovering a bit quicker than expected as well on that note. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he's going to fucking be ready this weekend, obviously, but like he, no, he, no, no. It's, it's quicker than expected. Yeah, okay. I think the big thing for him is going to be match fitness too because even once, you know, he's got the all clear from a doctor, he's not going to be starting. Like he's yeah. going to take him time to get back into it. It's been a long time since he's played. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it's been um, yeah, it's been a very long time, hasn't it? But uh, and if we know, I mean, Arteta has proven us wrong this year in saying that. But like, if someone's come back from a knock, usually he has rested them just to make sure they're okay. And yeah, I don't know. I hope I, see, I hope we get to see Jesus before the end of the season. But well, yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, we should. Should. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, when does the season actually wrap up? It's not till, well, like May, I'm, isn't it? I'm pretty sure the last game in the Prem is on the 30, or oh, I think it's 29th of May. Yeah, got ages. He'll be back right before then for sure. Yeah, because I was looking at booking flights, obviously, over when we, you know, win the league, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be well and truly settled and living over there by then, so you'll have a place to stay. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, we'll just fucking have a have a week bender, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and no, I'm pretty sure it's the end of May is the last Premier League game. Yep, gotcha. Um, yeah, 
got to uh, just enjoy it while it lasts, hey? Yeah, and that was, that was one of my favourite things from that Ian Wright podcast he did on Ask Blog where he said he can't help being excited and celebrating and he thinks all other fans should as well because it's your football club and you fucking love that football club and they're doing well and there's you can't let anyone take that away from you. That's that's where my head's been at for a little while too and it was nice to hear an icon of Arsenal be in the same mindset as well because like anytime we win a game of football, he's on his Instagram story laughing, having the time of his life and, yeah, it's, it's good to see. Yeah, I... um. I really like, like it kind of woke me up a little bit in terms of um, my attitude towards this season. Like it's mm-hmm. not been a bad attitude, obviously, but it's just like being cautious, being cautious. Um, but yeah, to him, for him to say that, I was I was the same, mate. It mm-hmm. was like a fucking wake up call. It was like, yeah, enjoy it while it lasts. Like, yeah, you know, if like, what's the point of the whole season if we? No, like the end result anyway. Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, if you're only going to like sell, if, if you're only going to celebrate the end of the season, or then what's know, like the journey been for? Hey, what's it for? Yeah, you got exactly. to remember that game with United at the start of the year where we lost because that's going to tell a story at the end of the season. Like, you got to enjoy every fucking game and just take it all in. Exactly, mate. Yeah, enjoy you know the transfer window and like these new signings like Trossard and enjoy. You know, Saka and Martinelli and the boys fucking doing their thing and all those um, little moments, even like post game stuff. Martinelli throwing his scarf on the camera at Spurs, just little fucking moments like that. You got to take them all in because it's all going to tell one big story come the end of the year, good or bad. It's going to tell a good story. Exactly. Yeah. And um, for him to say that, yeah, it was it was a bit of a wake up call actually. And um, yeah, he's got a good attitude when it comes to. Arsenal Football Club, like, oh, fuck, he loves that club, man. So much. So much. So much. Yeah. Uh, I, lo- I actually loved hearing him uh, talk about that. And just real quick, I'm pretty sure I didn't know he had his own potty as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, pretty, it's quite good. I'll send you a yeah. link now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'll um, have to fucking add that to the list, hey? Yeah. I've only sent you a hundred podcasts over the last <laughs> year or so to listen to, but yeah, it's, it's Plus called... series. <laughs> it's called... Right. movies. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's called um, Righty's House, so it's not hard to remember, but I'll send you a link now. Righty's House. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, I'll have to get onto that. Actually, just real quick, I'd re- I really want to watch um, Clarkson's Farm. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's what I really want to get into. But anyway, yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. Um, but yeah, anyway, no, it was really good to hear Righty um, talk about Arsenal Football Club. And yeah, like we shouldn't be, like every Arsenal fan should be enjoying the journey. Yeah. You know, getting this win over like United and, you know, enjoying like the loss that we had, the one loss that we've had so far, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, even to go back to, like a Southampton game mm-hmm. grinds my gears, but you know it does. You know, it adds to the uh, to the end of the tale, really. Yeah, and they're all like teachable moments too. Like if we hadn't have lost that game against United, where it was felt like a harsh loss, maybe we don't get that goal with the last kick of the game the other night. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah, exactly. Mate. Yeah, yeah. 
No, it is really good. And um, yeah, anyway, we'll in- fucking enjoy it while it lasts for sure, you know. Because yeah. um, I've been saying I mean- that to you for a few weeks now. I'm ready to get my feelings hurt again. I'm ready to be let down because I am <laughs> fucking, I'm balls deep in it. Like I'm enjoying it all and I think we can win and I think we should win the lot. And I'm I'm ready to get hurt by it again. It's, it's what it <laughs> <is>. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep thinking back to that Michael Scott quote. <laughs> Was it no question about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it's um, it's great. So yeah, and also, gonna shoot myself when this uh, season ends. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, rugby league's back on, but uh, it just won't be the same. I've this heard, and take this with a grain of salt. I've heard Arsenal might be doing a preseason over here next year. Oh, stop it! I don't. There's not a heap of truth behind that, but I've heard it from a few different people. Yeah, okay, okay. Man, I'd fucking love that. Actually, you yeah. won't even be here. I won't be here. I'll be back over there, but yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah, might have to come back. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, moving on. Uh, the next thing I talk about is um, Jakob Kivio. I'm, oh, look, I'm... Probably gonna butch- I'm probably butchering that name, but I'm pretty sure it's Jakob Kivior. I'm going to um, have a week's practice of pronouncing that name before I do it publicly. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's only 22 years old, centre-back from Italy, some Italian club I don't really know a lot about. Yep. Um, I never know how to pronounce their name, to be really honest. <clears throat> um, Polish defender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm really interested to see how he plays. Yeah, um, I had to. I believe he was wanted by Juventus and Roma. Could be wrong there. There was definitely two big Italy clubs that wanted him, and he chose us, uh, which is good. Um, but yeah, I don't know a great deal about him, obviously. Um, but yeah, keen to. I'm interested to see where he'd fit in, what kind of situations he'd be utilised in um, this year, obviously, um, if at all. Might be another Saliba situation where he might get loaned out and we've just bought him while his value was quite low and then build him up. Who knows? So it'd be interesting to see what the plan is, really. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what they will do is just kind of loan him out and you know, let him experience a little bit more and maybe like another league. And yeah, uh, I think for the time being, for the rest of this season, he'll be, you know, just a bit more depth, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, I don't know a lot about him. I'm not going to fucking try and sit here and bullshit. I know nothing about him, really. Yeah. One of those random signings of ours, but seemed to work, I guess, for, uh, for Edu and, and in, um, Arteta. So, yeah. See what happens. I don't even know if he played in the World Cup, to be honest, for Poland. Uh, that's a good question. I didn't watch too much Poland over the yeah, World no. Cup. I can't remember. <laughs> Yeah, neither really. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Lewandowski came out and said he's like, you know, he's good. But I mean, fucking like, I feel like that, you know, they just come out and say that regardless, hey. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it will be interesting seeing him play. I know he was on the bench for that Manchester City game in the FA Cup. Yeah, okay. Didn't get on, but uh, yeah, it's okay. Wearing number 15. I do like that, though, by the way. I like the number 15, I think. I forget. Oh, we did Ox. 
Ox wore 15. I'm just trying to think of more players that have worn 15 recently. Recently? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't really have a lot more to talk about on that. Yeah, I'm just – so just back to the World Cup. He started every game for Poland in the World Cup. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just having a look now. There's not a lot of favourable match ratings for him, but um, <laughs> they weren't winning games either, so that kind of tells the tale there. Oh, look, I mean, they weren't a great team really this year, Poland. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, see how it goes for the boys. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, young. He's only born in 2000, so, you know, very, very young. Fucking a lot younger than us, mate. Yeah. <laughs> against <laughs> Ar- against um, Argentina, out of 2.6 match rating. Oof, that's tough. That's um, that's tough blow for him. Yeah. Oh, but- there's a lot of threes getting around that team too. But, yeah, they lost 2-0. <laughs> they obviously didn't play too well, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not great. No, it's not. Poland. But also he's versing... Lionel Messi, so you know, yeah, always gonna always gonna have a shit night there. Yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. No, keen to see what he can bring. Look, if Arteta and Edu are chasing him, then they've seen something for sure. Yeah, and um, that's always a positive as an Arsenal fan to think of that. So yeah, and this is probably one thing I don't consider often enough. To I know that Per Murtasaka has a lot to do with scouting, um, and obviously being a quality centre back that he was, he'd know a thing or two. Um, so. Yeah, maybe he's had some influence there. I don't know. Yeah, possibly, mate. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not a small boy. He's he stands at one point nine meters tall. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's good. You want a tall centre back? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, I think we. Yeah, we'll move on for that city game. And what was the well, other thing I had down? It was we, we briefly uh, we briefly touched on that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other thing I had written down? Oh, Martinelli's new contract. What are yeah. your thoughts there, man? Because there's been rumblings about that for a little while. It's official now. Oh, fucking stoked! Absolutely stoked. There's no 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 debating that. As any Arsenal fan sh- can't debate that. Mm-hmm. Um, great piece of work from Edu again. Yeah. Just like Saka, we have not seen his ceiling yet. It's not even fucking close. No, not even close. Not even close. Um, yeah, so great piece of work from Edu. I, I don't know the length. Was it four or five years? Bear with me. Just pulling that up right now. So 2027, it was a four-and-a-half-year deal. Four-and-a-half-year. Okay. Yeah. I obviously, you know, it's no secret that I love South American football players and he just proves me right. Every fucking week. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to bang on about that too much, but yeah, like he's 21 years old, I'm pretty sure. 22 yeah, maybe. Yeah, there are thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, and playing the way you're, like he already is. Um, you know, he's been playing for Brazil already. Like, yeah, we even we have not seen the peak of Martinelli yet, not even close to it. Like, realistically, let's say... Well, his contract is going to get him to his 25 or so. That's He won't even meet his peak then. No. If he is 21, I'm fairly confident he is. But Yeah, 21. I'd yeah. just fact check that. Yeah. Yeah, so you're gonna, his contract will be up and he won't even meet his peak. He'll beat his peak at 27, 28, 29. Like it's, hopefully exactly. he hangs around for another contract. But, yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, yeah, I, I think. Super hey, exciting. Oh, yeah. Big time. 
big time. Um, again, to throw back to like what Chelsea has spent, like you know, we bought him for six mil. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a bag of chips now. Fucking sack of potatoes. Like, yep. Seriously, it's fucking nothing. And um, oh, it's just unreal. He, he's an unreal footballer. His work ethic's incredibly good. And um, yeah, we're we're not we're not even close to seeing the best of him yet. I'm really excited to see how far he goes. Yeah, man. Like just a photo that I grabbed a screenshot of the other day. So our number seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So Saka, Odegaard, Jesus, Smithrow, Martinelli all cost less than one Mudrick. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, that's wild. Yeah, to think like we. What did we pick up Martinelli? Uh, Martin Odegaard for 35? 30, yeah, about 35, yeah. About 35, yeah. Unreal, unreal. Jesus was about 50. Jesus was about 50. Yeah, that's that's the big boy, but I mean, I'd pay 50 for him every day of the week. (sighs) I'm wondering if we have to offer City some more money for Zinchenko. (laughs) Because what do we get him for? It's about 30? Yeah, I think so. Something in that ballpark. God, that's ridiculous. Incredible, man. Just incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, all all for uh, Martinelli signing the new contract. So keen to see how he develops and how he progresses as, as a football player. Yeah. And I'm not sure what's happened with his wages, but I'm more than happy to see him get a pay bump for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know what he'd – you'd be paying him 150 a week at the moment? You'd hope so. You would hope so. I, at least a hundred. Yeah, at least a hundred. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eddie's Eddie's on a hundred a week, so it'd be there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Strikers are always on big coin, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, so not good footy from uh, from Arsenal, like obviously Edu and Arteta. So yeah. Um, Shall we move on? Just a couple of uh, transfer whispers. Yeah, so the main one, and I think it's really the only one that we've got for this window, is Casado from Brighton. Um, so a couple of days ago, we'd bid £60 million and Brighton had said no. Um, they've since come out and said he isn't for, we don't want to sell him this January. He's not for sale in January. Um, and then the day that the news broke of us bidding, uh, he had posted on his own private Instagram saying he's proud to bring in a record fee for Brighton. Um, he's enjoyed his time there. He's happy to leave now. Um, and then Brighton have since come out and said, you're not leaving. Um, <laughs> we don't want to sell you this window. And they've essentially, so they've banned him from training. And I think they're versing Liverpool in the morning, I think. Um, and Brighton have told him, you're not training, you're not playing, you can stay, have a time out from the club essentially until February 1st when the window's closed and then you can come back. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I feel like Brighton are probably in a position where if the right bid comes in, they can't really say no. Like if Arsenal were to sit there and go, here's £80 million, they'd probably take it. Even if they don't want to, it's the smart thing to do. Well, yeah, from a business point of view, you'd have to take eighty million, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I think they've, I think they're on record saying that's about what they wanted. I think. Yeah, 
Um, look, I haven't actually watched a lot of him, to be honest. Um, you should. Yeah, I know. I, he's been playing in the Premier League, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play us against. He didn't play against us when we played the other week. Um, him and McAllister were out. I think that's why we had such an easy time in the midfield. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard he's got a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Um, but yeah, again, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of him play, but. It seems to be just a theme to trust Edu and Arteta mm. and who they're, who they're chasing. I will say that we don't mind a fucking bit of a transfer fuck around, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's kind of a tricky one, this one, because of the timing. Well, January transfers is in, in general are quite difficult because um, he's pretty much – like if they were to lose Trossard, and Casado in the same window, middle of the season, that makes the rest of their year very, very hard. Even if they were to sell him on the first day of January, they hypothetically could sell him with a day left in the window, and that leaves a massive hole in their team. Yeah. And with the way that they're playing, and you know, they're sitting six, six 31 coach. points, like they could be pushing for Europa League, you know? They could, yeah. And I can guarantee if they're pushing for Europa League, they won't want to sell him. They won't want to sell anyone. Yeah, yeah, they they won't. Um, but I don't know. Like it's maybe it's just me being impatient and grumpy or whatever it is. But like, if there's a very above reasonable offer there, I think they would take it. Um, and there's no guarantee next window someone's going to offer them that money again. Because by then, Chelsea are going to have restocked their money and <laughs> they wanted Enzo Fernandez anyway as their midfield option. This guy was their backup. And, you know, if you believe the rumours that are going around, our priority after this season is Declan Rice. And yeah, that'll be, I was an, that'll, that. that'll be an expensive one. Um, there's no guarantee we're going to have the money to offer. Brighton again next window and you don't know who's going to be interested in him like it's it'd be a big gamble for them to not sell I think um but yeah I just it's it's an interesting one to unpack but I think my gut feeling is they won't sell I would love them to obviously um but yeah I, I just don't think they will yeah yeah I don't I'm I'm 100% on board with you mate I don't think they'll sell with I hope they do don't think they will oh I, I, I fucking imagine like another CDM or um, is he? He's more of a box to box, isn't he? Or he is a CDM? He's a. Uh, it's kind of hard to say. He's a bit like Kante. Like can play that six, but when he's in that, like he'll just run. He runs and runs and runs and wins the ball back and runs <laughs> and wins the ball back. Like that's he just gets off on it. Like it's yeah. Like you, okay. you watch a highlight package of someone that your club's linked with, especially for big money. You're watching highlight packages of them scoring goals, stepovers, all that fancy shit. But you watch any highlight package of his, it's just him fucking running and working and winning the ball back. And his distribution's quite good from a deep-lying playmaker too. And those Um, two things is exactly what you want from a CDM. Ball playing and fucking winning the ball. Yeah, yeah. And Um, you look... Going forward, too, because he's quite young. You look going forward, hypothetically, we get Declan Rice, and then you've got 
him as well with time to develop. Party's 30, Xhaka's 30. You're going to get maybe two more good years out of them and then they'll probably move on. It's like the timeline there for both of those players would work really well. Yeah, it's like Arteta and Edu have had this plan, you know, for like five years or something. Yeah. It's almost (laughs) like they know what they're doing or something. I know, right? Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, It just seems like it's too perfect, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, no, you're right. Couldn't agree more. Like, it does seem like this perfect transition that, you know, depending if it will happen or not, let's say it will happen, let's say it does happen. Yeah, it's this perfect transition where Casado or, you know, yeah, both kind of roll into our team and um, with obviously El Nenny's 30 as well, I'm pretty sure, and Sammy's kind of still yet to show his true colours mm-hmm. or um, kind of grow into that CDM kind of, you know, taking control of the, the midfield situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope he didn't have a great game against Manchester City, but it's Manchester City, so. Yeah, and he's not played for a little while too, so not to make excuses for him. He wasn't great defensively. I thought with the ball he looked fairly sound, but defensively he was shaky. Yeah, which is not good. Not good at all. Um, That being said, yeah, so it does seem like they will try and push for Declan Rice uh, in the off-season and, yeah, depending if this happens, I doubt it will happen, but in the next couple of days, it'd be amazing if yeah, we were to sign Casado. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, this transfer window has been fucking wild, so it can happen, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's where my head's at too. Like, logically, I think it won't happen, but I'm not ruling it out either. Like, yeah. I, I remember speaking on the podcast with you and Elijah last week and we'd sort of weren't even remotely sure about Trossard and then, bang, he's an arsehole player. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's exciting. It's scary. It's all that good and bad stuff that you love about football. It is, yeah. Indeed, mate. Indeed. But um, only time would tell. And, mm. uh, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully they get over the line, but anyway, yeah. we'll see and what I, happens. Yeah, I do really, really want him. Um, he's one player that I don't want Chelsea to buy as well because he does look quality. He does look like he can give a lot to any team that he's in. He's just going to work and work and work. And, yeah, I don't want him to go to Chelsea at all. Yeah, no. Like they've I mean, signed 100 players this window and I've, cared about one of them in Mudrick and this would be the only other one. Like, they've just signed a right back I couldn't care about, whoever else <laughs> they've signed over the last sort of 12 months. Like, it's just, I don't know, a lot of it seems like it's just almost pissing in the wind for them. Um, but, yeah, like, he'd be one player I really don't want to go there because he is quality. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll, um, again, I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they signed him. I don't know if they'd have any more money, mate. Like, realistically, I don't think they would. Not for this window. Well, I was thinking that after fucking Modric, but they've ended up signing two or three players since then. Yeah. So who knows? 
<laughs> fair play to them. They're doing it in a really, really clever way where they're able to negate the financial fair play, not even negate the rules of financial fair play, but do it within like loopholes and make it work. It's actually really fucking impressive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they are overspending a lot. Yeah, a lot. And a committing lot. to multi, multi-year deals on players that you don't know if they're going to be good or not. Yeah. Yeah, Modric's eight years. Crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But, yeah, anyway, mate, um, that pretty much well does it for me. Did you want to touch base on anything else? Um, I had one more thing in my notes about Casado just real quick. Then I was mm-hmm. done. Um, ba, ba, ba. Yeah, it was his wages that he's on at Brighton. Did you see that? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it? It's only like three and a half k. Three and a half grand a week. I know normal humans that make more money than that. Yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. Like that's if insane. he, I think that's one of the things that causes me a bit of anxiety about Chelsea. They'll offer him a hundred k a week more than he's worth, probably, and he'll take it. Yeah, because of, of course he would. He comes from a very poor family, a family of ten siblings, I think he said. In Ecuador, of, of course he'd take it. Of course he'd yeah. take it. Um. But yeah, anyway, I think that was that was just crazy money. Three point five K for a, a starting Premier League midfielder for a team that's sitting in the top half of the table is fucking crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Three and a half K, man, that's like peanuts for them, hey. What's that a year? That's like Oh, I mean, for us it's fucking good coin, but nothing. Hundred and eighty two a year. Hang on, let me just do some quick math, mate. Um, times 52. 182K a year. Oh, is that what you just said? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> some players are getting out a week. Party, make, a week. party makes more than that a week. He's on 200 yeah, a week. Fuck, man. Yeah, anyway, he, he won't be on that for long. No, God, no. God, no. So, anyway, um, yeah, on that note, it is actually really good to see Brighton do well and like they are sitting sixth, so mm. yeah, not a club that I don't mind. Um, also, Laura's family just moved to, uh, or not just, but I think it was about two years ago they moved from um, from Cambridge, I think, down to the south coast of um, yeah, okay. England, and it's, it's pretty sure it's near Brighton and Bournemouth. But yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so good on them. Yeah, good on them. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's about all I wanted to touch base on, mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I think I'm wrapped up there too, bro. She's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, might knock it on the head there. Uh, thanks once again for spending your time listening to us. If you're enjoying our content, feel free to share it on your socials. Um, you'll find our socials on Instagram at GunnersGM. Um, we'll be recording again fairly soon within the next few days. Um, failing that, it'll be a post-match Everton podcast. Um, so thanks once again, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Cheers, guys.